Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. What, uh, what day? It's Wednesday. Why do I keep thinking it's Thursday? I was about to say, hello, welcome to a Thursday night edition. Is that, is that just wishful thinking, Scotty mm-hmm. Sattler and it listeners? Is. Hello, how are we today? Very well. Very well, actually. It's a, uh, it's a great day today. What's that? Because you've got to look at every day as a great day, so you're always in a positive frame of mind. What? I like it. Why why you got to come in all preachy for? What church have you joined today? <laughs> you'd having, be you'd be actually I can see you getting stuck justice into a church. Justice has finally been served. To who? Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten. Yeah, bizarre this, isn't it? It is very bizarre. Oh, it's bizarre and also a little bit concerning, I've got to say. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, will we? Okay. Yeah. You're going to cover off is that is that our um is that our legal segment today, is yep. it? Right have you got the um, have you got the oh the sting for yeah I'll find thing. it. You, can you give me some notice next time? <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I never remember. Uh, hello and welcome to the show. Let's get stuck straight into the good old for Cobra Mistake Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil, as you said, uh, Latrell and Jack have had their charges dropped after the arresting officer gave false evidence. On the stand. Yeah, this is concerning. This is what I talk about. Um, and obviously you'd think some sort of ethical standards will get involved in this as well when it comes to the, the police officer. Now, this this dates back to, of course, pre-season when uh, Jack White and Latrell Mitchell were found wrestling in the street uh, and they were arrested. But also they were Jack White was asked to leave a licensed premises because the evidence that was given at the time mm. um, as part of the charge sheet was he was – he was displaced from the licensed premises because he had an aggressive manner, which is a clenched fist and um, being quite abusive. Now, on the stand, uh, under oath, that that police officer has said, at the time I thought that's that's what I was observing. But now that I look back at the CCTV footage that was also played in the court, it doesn't look like that's the case at all. So he apologised to Jack White and on the stand as well. But unfortunately, when you're under oath, there's a thing called perjury as well. So, um, yeah, he's expected at some stage to possibly, possibly be charged himself, the police officer, which is not great. Now, um, yeah, Latrell and Jack White in both front of the media when the charges were dropped um, and have said, you know, just glad with the outcome, whatever it may be. Uh, they didn't uh, speak ill of the police officer as well, which I think was, was mm. wise. But, mm. um, yeah, but... Yeah, it's a stressful time for both of them. I've got to say, there was a lot of people that lined up Latrell Mitchell and Jack White and also mm. when they read the report when it first got broken, um, you know, 10 or 11 months ago. And and again, it's one of those situations where you just got to sit back. you just got to wait, let it all unfold and, and see what comes out at the end. Apparently some idiot uh, had a crack at uh, Paul Gallen. Who would do this in public? Uh, apparently Paul Gallen never even threw a fight, a uh, punch, yeah. sorry. But he was bleeding apparently. This is what I'm hearing from reports, that's so been alleged. Have you seen alleged. the video? The video oh, that's I haven't been seen. No, mate, I have not seen one thing today. So he's with Mark Levy, who he does yep, work for. Two GB, two GB, and yep. um, good guy, Mark Levy, and, and he can't fight. Let's just get that <laughs> sorted straight up. He wouldn't be able to punch his way out of a brown paper bag, Mark Levy. One of the great human beings. Yeah, by good the way. guy, good guy, Lee's, and uh, get a also. He listens to the show, Lee's. But um, in saying that, uh, yeah, they were down the south coast. Uh, must have been for a function, whatever yep. it may be. Uh, some locals allegedly were sort of goading Gal along. A uh, Gal sort of lunged towards the guy to more or less say, you know, wake up, wake up to yourself. And 
the group of people that had to control him. And I've got to say, the, for the whoever was involved as the opponent, whether it was one, two, or three people, be blessed that there were many people there to absolutely to control Gal. Because not only can he throw them, I think he's a, mm. I think he's a purple or a brown belt in jujitsu yeah, as well. No, so he would have dragged you to the ground and choked pick you your out. fights. <laughs> pick your fight. Well, why didn't you have a crack at Mark Levy? <laughs> That would have been the hey, smart one. He might be a solo assassin. He might be able to throw him. I don't leave. think so. You might, you might not know. Though. I mean, I, get, I love the guy. Yeah. Terrific bloke. I'm taking the P1 double Okay, five. so if you and Mark Levy were thrown into the octagon. Yeah. I would, think we could just. Would you, be, would you be confident you get a points decision? We'd be in the. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think we'd just talk it through. Yeah. We're in the same weight division. <laughs> So that's a fair Just fight. cuddle it out, would yeah, you? Just cuddle right. it out. Uh, Cobram Estate, that's a good oil. For Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in Northern Victoria. Go to a break. Former Australian wicketkeeper, and I reckon the man responsible for f- pulling uh, Australian cricket out of the toilet, Tim Payne, joins us next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. I believe we've got uh, former Australian cricket captain uh, on the line joining us. We'll talk a bit of World Cup. Thanks to Tui's Timmy Payne. Are you there? I'm here. Sorry, lads. I missed this first couple of calls, but I'm, I'm back on deck. Mate, great to have you uh, on board. And, and, and when I say on board... You're part of the SEN family doing a breakfast show in Tasmania, doing all sorts of things. Sats, have a listen to this. You do nothing for us, Sats. Yep. This bloke puts himself in goal against shooters from the Tasmanian <laughs> hockey team. Are you nuts? Yeah, I am. I'm bored. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. But, uh, yeah, I opened my big mouth, actually. We had Eddie Ockenden, who's also he's a Tasmanian, the Australian captain and uh, the hockey team, and he was in the studio. And I said, I reckon I could get in the goals. And he said, why don't you come tomorrow? And I had to back it up. So I went in and they smacked him. It was a, it was an interesting uh, morning, that is for sure. But I got out of it unscathed, which was good. Um, Timmy, you've obviously, and Sats, you're aware of it. We talked about it on the air. You're aware of the uh, SEN cricket teams that are going around using particular talents uh, from the stable at SEM. You're aware of this, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. I was. A very keen listener. I got Ian Healy as well the next day, came back at them. It was very Victorian-centric. It was, yeah. Uh, the surprise, first surprise. was picked, which isn't surprising. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, we had heels on the show, and that's where we came up. This was the Victorian team. What a pack of losers. Oh. Pickering, Lyon, Russell, O'Donnell, fortunate. Edmund, Waitley, Brereton, Hodge. Yeah, my spot might be, might be in trouble. I mean, I know I've kept a none other than Ian Healy out, but a big push for tags to keep. Tags? You'd be joking. Low centre of gravity. He's probably too short to be a wicketkeeper, the former jockey, right? <laughs> he probably is, to be fair. Not sort of shape. Well, not sure what sort of shape he's in at the moment. Round. Not sure what sort of shape a lot of those guys are in, to be honest. And again, a lot of footballers. I mean, geez, we could pick a team off the top of our heads now and reckon we'd destroy them within. I'd be surprised if they lasted ten overs against the. Uh, side we could put on the park exactly. and the other SEN talent from the cricket point of view. Well, Sats and I helped Heels put together the Rebel 11. Have a listen to this. So let's run through the batting lineup, Sats. Well, let's run through the team lineup. Okay, Payne, Healy, Kasperwitz, Lehman, Copeland, Ryan Harris. What about that? Casper, Copeland, Ryan Harris, Jimmy Smith, probably second change bowler. We forgot about Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Very handy cricketer. First grade cricketer. Yep. Socky. Shh. There's our turn right there. Yep. 
Salah can Egan bowl some seam at about 120. What about this okay. bloke opening the batsman? Opening batsman. Chris Lynn? Yeah. And Rat Rogers, 12th man. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? We've got him. No. Oh, we got him easily. And there's also a guy down here who does Saturday mornings called Brett Jeeves who played for Australia. Of course. <laughs> uh, he put his hand up. He could bat, probably bat at five or six and open the bowling and bowl some pretty good pace. But as I said, I reckon we could roll out with half of that team, <laughs> play sort of five on 11 and absolutely destroy him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. We had a massive night before and still be hung over and beat them. <laughs> now... Uh, oh, I think that's how we play our best. Exactly. Now, uh, let's get to the World Cup. Uh, Aussie's starting to get some momentum, Timmy. Now, were you concerned after the first two matches or were you pretty confident they'd come good eventually? Uh, no, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned. I mean, you don't want to... We know in a World Cup, you, you want to build your momentum and be playing your best cricket uh, towards the end of the tournament. But you don't want to be playing terribly either at the start, which we were. But, uh, look, I think we've... Um, we knew even back then I was sort of holding out hope we know the quality of player we've got all the way through that team and um, you know I was hoping it would be a matter of time and, and yeah I think our main players are kicking into gear now um, just over the halfway point and um, yeah we're starting to look really good which is great to see Now when you make the decision to retire any sportsman or woman and it finally sinks in and you can see there's there's light at the end of the tunnel I think sometimes you, you tend to play with a little bit more freedom doesn't matter what what code? Do you think that's the case with yep. Warner? Yeah, it certainly looks like it. I mean, I, I'm not sure his white ball stuff's going to finish anytime soon the way mm. he's going, but he's, he's obviously spoken about Sydney being his last test match. Um, so, yeah, maybe, you know, he can see a light and load and uh, a bit more time at home and, and focusing on one or two formats with the 50 over and T20. I think he looks like, to me, he still as fit as a fiddle. He's running between the wickets quicker than our youngest batters, so... Um, I reckon he's got years left in him in, in white ball cricket, but I think even that excites him, the fact that, you know, playing test cricket is a long time on the road and it's a grind on your body, it's a grind mentally. Uh, it's a bit of a grind on your family, to be honest. So I think he'd be looking forward to spending more time at home. But, um, yeah, I see his white ball stuff going on for years and um, particularly, as I said, the form and fitness that I'm seeing from him at the moment. He, it's been vintage David Warner in the last month or two. Mate, I think the, the key to success at the moment is break a hand, take a few weeks off, come back. Smash 100 oh. in quick time. That was a great knock That's by freakish. Travis Head. But do you, yeah. there's talk about him now being a future skipper for the Aussies. You, you on board that, Tim? Yeah, I think he could. I certainly think he could. He's been captaining South Australia since he was about 12, Petty. So um, <laughs> he's got the experience. Um, yeah, he's a pretty level, um, sort of calm, unflustered sort of character as well, which you kind of need in the in the heat of battle in a test match or a one-day international or whatever it is. I think he's got that covered. And to be honest, I think the last thing to come was just make sure he was cemented in every team. And I think in the last 12 months he's done that. He's now a permanent part of all three teams and a really key ingredient. So um, he's certainly someone I think they will look at in the next year or two as a potential white ball captain. And um, hopefully that frees up Paddy Cummins to keep going on in the test role. Hey, we're talking about this at the top of the show today, and it's because the Poms are struggling, which is the greatest thing to see in world cricket. The greatest. It is. uh, There's no sympathy whatsoever. And I hope we towel them up on Saturday. But uh, do you think there's a case in Australian cricket for us to have a white ball coach and a red ball coach, keep that role separate? Like, I I still can't believe that the great Ricky Ponning is not involved in white ball cricket or red ball cricket uh, at the top level. Yeah, well, I can. Do you know how much you have to pay him for a daily race? Rick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. He wouldn't have a on the park. He'd have him there. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's got his wine um, out now, so he's yeah, got no, money coming in. 
Well, hopefully that takes off, you know, and he does it for the love of it. That's that's what we'll need, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, no, I think it, it, the time will come. I think it'll depend on the coach, uh, to be honest. I know Andrew McDonald's more than happy doing both roles. He, You know, he's got a really good staff around him where he can have a tour off as well, whether it's, a you know, the white ball tour of South Africa he just had at home so he can get home and freshen up. And But I think to do that, you've got to really have some faith and trust in the staff that are around you, which he clearly does. And, um, you know, England have got the two coaches, which... Some would say has worked. I mean, they won the T20 World Cup. They've had a stinker in the 50-over World Cup. Their test cricket's getting better. So I think it's got some merit having guys that just concentrate on those um, formats. But I think, again, it'll come down to the coaching, uh, the personality of the coaches and, and whether they can work collaboratively or not. And, um, as we know, when you get great coaches, that's not always the way. Is there cause for concern, Timmy, around our big three, our our big three bowlers, your Hazelwood, your Starks, and, and your Cummins. The, especially a Stark late in that game the other day, he got, he got pretty mm. erratic, didn't he? Yeah, no, not concerned in what they can do. My concern for those three is how much we use them. Um, you know, and I think when when we're seeing some off performances from them in the last month or so, it comes down to fatigue. Those guys are the best, probably the best three quicks in the world. Uh, when they're right, but what we haven't done all that well in Australia is, is rotate them. We play them in test matches, we play them in 50 over, and we play them in T20s, and I think at some point, those guys are going to tire and not be quite at their best. So I think we've got to find the time to, you know, a bit like we just spoke about with the coaches, to give them some time off, a um, bit of R&R, a bit of rest, and, and get them home, and make sure that when we are rolling them out on the park, it's for the big games, the big tournaments, um, and not, not everything in between, so... Uh, look, I, I've got full faith in those three. Uh, they'll come good in big moments um, in the next three games and a semi-final and a final they'll deliver. I have no doubt about that, but I do get worried that we, we overuse them. Uh, your breakfast show, uh, Mondays and Friday mornings, you do less shifts than Rat Rogers for us. Uh, two days yeah, a week. No, I'm enjoying it too. It's Are you? Yeah, two days a week is enough for me at the moment. Although I think my co-host wants a bit more airtime, but I'm trying to just pull him back a little bit. There's no need to rush these things. Good things come to those who wait. Good stuff, Tim Payne. Thanks for your time on Sports Day, mate. We appreciate it. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Time for an NRL update. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Um, actually, you know, I don't want to talk footy. I want to talk reality TV. What's You've come in today. This is a sports show. You, you sprouting, get that, don't you? Well, yeah. It's called Sports Day, not Reality Day. Well, it can be. It's your mum, my dad. Good show. Day. Started last night. You're pathetic. No, it's a good show. You give out this persona that, oh, I'm a tough ex-football. No, I don't give out that persona you, at you all. Do. I'm a, you threaten me every day. I'm a new age guy. <laughs> Mate, what are you doing watching that rubbish? It's a good show. It's not what's good about it. Mm. There was so much Botox. If I wasn't with my wife, Beck, yeah. and if my daughter said, Dad, I reckon you should go on that show, boom. I'd go on it too. I did say that <laughs> to my wife last night. I said, when you leave me, do you reckon the Rangers would take me there? There was so much Botox in that show last night, and that was yeah. just from the bloke, from oh, the no. Goldie. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Massey. Not, yeah. not a wrinkle. I did. I, I found I'm it hard. I'm actually a bit envious about how good his skin was. <laughs> mm. I found it hard to to work out his emotions. <laughs> it was. Flat. Is he sad? Was he happy? I'm oh. not quite sure. Dragons apparently yep. set to table a four year deal to Joey Manu from 2025, worth 1.2 million a year to play fullback, most likely. Yeah, that's over. 
That's overs. Well, some clubs have to. If they've got it in the salary cap, unfortunately, if you don't have the the negotiation ability based on the success of your club and the players around you, unfortunately, you have to offer a little bit more and try and get yourself back on on track to winning games and make your club attractable to come to. And Joey Manu is one of those players could do that. You know, you've got to look at players. If you're going to spend upwards of a million dollars, are they going to change the values of your club? From a training perspective, yes. Has he tasted success? Absolutely. Is he one of the best players in the game? Yes. Will he bring players along with him? Absolutely. So he's probably worthy of a seven-figure salary. And then you've got to put some players around him as well mm. at a good price. And for more reports, the they're looking at Sharks utility, Connor Tracy. Now, Connor Tracy started his career at South Sydney before he had two or three knee reconstructions as a half five eight. Now, that is perfect for, for Ben Hunt. Yeah. Throw him into the six. Yep. Joey Manu at the one. Yep. Tyrell Sloan maybe on the wing to learn a little bit more about positional play and um, or does Tyrell Sloan get sold off to another club? Whatever it may be, Joey Manu and Connor Tracy would be two really good gets for the Dragons. I was just thinking. Uh, last night we talked about Tommy Dearden being one of the one of the players. He's up my for grabs. number one. Him and Joey Money, my my two well, top picks. Okay, and you said that last night, but I reckon. And I was just thinking about last night, and I think you've said this before, so it's probably where I've gotten the idea from. But I, I can see him turning up at the Broncos yeah. in twenty twenty five, replacing Reynolds. I've always thought that he turned. He, he left the Broncos because he was a young kid. It was nineteen. Wasn't big it? expectations in a one team town that has a lot of yeah a lot of um. Uh, a lot of eyes, a lot of uh, a lot of attention on and pressure. Goes to the Cowboys, which is a fair bit away from everything. And yes, yep. it's a one-team town, but not as much pressure as the Broncos. He's gone away, become an Origin player, mm-hmm. and he's a tremendous kid off the field. He works hard. He's a he's a great club clubman. I hope he stays at the Cowboys. But well, there's an offer said, on the table apparently of seven hundred a season. At yeah, the I, I think he's probably going to be worth more than that in a couple of years. What, what do you reckon? Well, I think with well, Daly we're Cherry, about one more year. Just say Daly Cherry Evans decides to step away from Origin, which he's every chance of doing, and focus on trying to win another comp with Manly in the last few years of his of his career. Tommy Dearden's the next step in halfback, so uh, I think he's I think he's an eight hundred and above player, and I've always thought he'd end up back at the Broncos, where his heart really lies. You know, he's a Toowoomba boy. Yeah. His family's down there. I've always thought he'd end up there and play the rest of his career there. What do you reckon? Sats on the money here. Uh, let us know your thoughts. 0457 736 736. Storm season. Safe proof. Your home with Suncorp. Are these signings safe that we're talking about? Or potential signings? Mm. Let us know. 0457 736 736. Suncorp Home Resilience. Time for a break. Sports update on the way next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here too. Well, I'm looking forward to the cricket tonight. South Africa versus New Zealand. The ODI World Cup second versus third. Can New Zealand be handed their fourth defeats in a week at a national level? Jeez, I hope South Africans get into them, bruise them. I was reading actually some of the, of the run home for every team from yeah. India who's leading all the way down to England who are coming last. Mm. Nine teams still can still make that fourth position to get into the, the final four. But that's statistically, of course, which means nothing until you look at the opposition. I've got well, to hang say, on. That doesn't make sense. There's I only know. 10 teams in the comp. How can nine teams make oh, the sorry. top four? So 
What? Seven of the teams. One, two, three, five. six. Seven five. of the teams. Five. Seven left over after, like, from fourth Se- place down. Five. Six. Is there six? Yeah, six. Because England can't. They can't make it. No, they're gone. They're okay, finished. It must be five. Um, we got there. But looking at, yeah, <laughs> looking at the, the run home, there's, England may only win one game. Yeah. And how good is it? Mm. I love it. Now the, don't you know, feel, don't be sucked into it, Sats. Don't feel sorry for them. I don't feel sorry for We've them. We've got to hammer every pom we know. Mm. Do well, it now. See, everyone second favourite side, and there is always a second favourite side in any competition, isn't it? Like this year for rugby league, it was the Waz. Yeah. You know, and uh, for maybe the Rugby World Cup for a lot of people, um, it was Michael Checker and Argentina no. wanting to get through. Now for cricket, it's Afghanistan. In this World Cup. Really? Yeah, I think everyone would like to see a minnow get there, but looking at their run home, there's no, no chance. Mate, Australia's got a great run home. They've yeah. got New Zealand, then England, and then Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. Mate, I, my second favourite cricket team is New Zealand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mate, they're, they're mm. the gutsiest team. For the size of the country, they are the gutsiest team. Anyway, it's a great game tonight. i got to make sure I'm watching that. They even... bat overs, don't they? Oh. New Zealand, in most sports they participate in, netball, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, everything. Um, save time and water with Irrigear. It's here. Saudi Arabia are the only country left uh, bidding now for the 2034 FIFA World Cup. Um, yeah. Australia's pulled out. Why is that? What do you oh, think? we can't compete with Saudi Arabia. Oh, just money-wise. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not suggesting that money gets you a World Cup. I wouldn't suggest that for a moment. Although previously it would have. Of course it does. Watching that documentary that was on Netflix. Yeah, absolutely it does. Yeah, but I'm not it's suggesting... It's like the American presidency. The most person who's got the most money becomes the president. It's like Formula One. Team with the most money wins. Absolutely. Uh, we're still a chance, though, to host the 2026 Asia Cup and the 2029 Club World Cup. Now, come on. What's a Club World Cup? Well, it's a, where clubs play in a World Cup. Okay. But I don't know how that's a World Cup if it's only club level. Mm. Shouldn't it involve a country, at least? Mm. Or does... Does say the Brisbane Roar represent Australia? Doesn't the Europa sort of decide who's the best club in the world? But we're not in Europe, so this yeah, might. Like, I, don't, I don't know. So don't we're, mate, we're not don't saying, ask me questions. We're not saying an Australian team's going to win the Club World Cup. Yeah, like I don't even know where Ange Postecoglou coaches, so don't start with me. Tottenham Hotspurs. I know that. Okay, that's a joke. Mm. Uh, but the Asia Cup, we did host it when when we won it. A yeah, few we years did too. Ago. Yeah, a while ago, probably six years ago or something now. So. Anyway, why, that why might, are we part of the Asia Cup? Uh, because we were in the Pacific and yeah. then we moved to Asia to make qualifying for the World Cup more direct. Okay. So we used to play against New Zealand yes. and, the, and all those countries. Yeah. And then once we won that, we get thrown into s- Southern Europe or, you know, South America to try and qualify. Yeah. But now, uh, because Asia's got more spots to qualify for the World Cup, yeah. we can get direct entry. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that new movie that's coming out from uh, Taika Waititi? No. Who is the New Zealand, the New Zealand director, yeah. Great New Zealand He's always director. in all his movies. Yeah, he's always got a cameo, hasn't and he? And he's got a weird voice. Yeah. So, so, bro. <laughs> so he uh, has brought out a new movie, which is about to come out very soon. It's about the true story about the Samoan soccer team. Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks really good. Okay, I look forward yeah. to that. Uh, anyway, we're out of the World Cup chances of hosting it. And look, I couldn't imagine it happening anyway because of the time zone. Mm. So He's married to Rita Ora too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. He's doing all right. He's batting above his average, isn't he? Yep. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. How do you know that? I just do. I'm out of the loop now. I don't read the new idea on the toilet. (laughs) 
I used to be all over it like a fat kid on a Smarty. <laughs> and now I'm not. Save time of water. Era Gear is here. Sports Day. Back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler's here tonight. Jason Matthews as well. Sats, I want to ask you um, about the trade period that's now open today. And by the way, teams are back at training. Oh, it, it, talk about Suncorp safe. Yeah. Resilience. Yeah. It's safe to say there are plenty <laughs> of players that are vomiting as we speak. What happens on day one? Well, some clubs will do a lot of testing. Yeah, like beep. Beep tests, phosphate tests. But I think there's a lot more. Phosphate, t- how do you do a phosphate? Oh, it's too hard to explain. What, it's, you pee in a cup or something? Basically, your legs just blow up and you can't walk. But there's a lot more. There's a lot of different testing now. Um, they've got the yo-yo. and I, the don't, I don't know a lot of them. Um, You've got to play with a yo-yo. Walk the dog. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Around but the world. A lot of them do testing to see where you're at. Day one. Some players come back so underdone, they don't care. Some players come back like they haven't missed a day of training. So if you're underdone, do they go harder? Depends if you're overweight, then they've got a fat club. Well, I don't know whether they've got that anymore because it's sensitive. Well, no, apparently they don't have a fat club, no. Mm. So Badge got in trouble one year at the Broncos when he was a conditioner because he put Shane Webke in the fat club. Uh And Shane Webke reported him to Wayne Bennett. And Wayne Bennett goes, (laughs) no one puts Shane Webke in the fat club corner. (laughs) Dobbed on him. <laughs> he dobbed on him. We shouldn't um, have been fat. Yeah, so uh, so it's all about, yeah, deciding what group you will end up in. Are you going to be one of the fitter players? Are you going to need some work? Are you going to need to lose some weight? Yeah, so day week one is all about, yeah, trying to assess the players and where they sit for the preseason because everything's very specified now. Yeah. So I remember, remember Chris, Chris Hicks. Oh, Chris Hicks was a really good winger for Manly and Penrith. If you turn up day one and you did the beat test, he used to vomit everywhere from, yeah. from nerves before it. Oh, so not, not to do with lactic acid. No, no he'd, he'd vomit before it because he was so nervous about doing the beep test. Feed income. Yeah. That's a good way to – no, it's not a good way. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Jerome Lewin is on the yeah. market for 2025 onwards. Probably the most high-profile player, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. So does he possibly get 850 to stay at the Panthers because they've found some more money? Uh, and – Possibly win some more premierships, play in a system that know him and get him playing with his mates. Don't get me wrong, eight fifty is not a bad pay pack. Oh, absolutely, it? but mm. there's potentially more on the table. What do you do if he's manager? Well, he has only just signed with a with a new management company only a couple of weeks ago because there was a lot of news around him being a free agent. Now he's only twenty six years old. He turns twenty seven in January. He's still a plenty. Jerome Lewis. Yeah. So he's probably got. He's Two contracts? Five, six, yeah, five, six years left in him, minimum. That's minimum because they're playing later now, depending on how many injuries he got. And he obviously, he's had that shoulder injury. Don't know whether it's going to be recurring. But in saying that, uh, the decision that his management will be having with him, because management always got to think about how much money they can make. Mm. They're six and a half, seven and a half percent they're taking every year from a player. So they'll say eight fifty, and you can sign for the next three or four years, but there'll be some some clauses in there that can – it can go up yep. when the salary cap goes up. So he could, in effect, be earning not over 900 if the salary cap goes up at the Penrith Panthers. Or does his management company sit down with him and say, Jerome, you've played in four grand finals. You've won three. Now you've got the ability to earn maybe 1.1, 1.2 on the market. That's another you know, 300, 400 a year extra over four years. 
you could earn an extra. You could earn an extra million dollars in your bank account over the next four years, as opposed to what you get at Penrith right now. So, this part of your career, are you still motivated by premierships, or you now want to set up your family, where you probably won't have to work for a long period of time after you retire? You've got me convinced. Mm. Let's go. I'm going to the Raiders. So there, the, that's the decisions that that's the decisions that his management and the conversations he'd be having right now. Being a Polynesian kid as well, you know, they love family. They love being around people who, who they're comfortable around. Yep. Stephen Crichton's gone. Yeah. He's gone to the Bulldogs. Billy Army's gone. He had a great relationship with him, and that's going to slowly continue to get picked apart. That great Penrith side. So. But new players, new great Polynesian kids, mm-hmm. will be coming through the Panthers. Yep. There's a ton of them up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're confident. They're confident they'll be able to keep him, okay. Penrith. Right, what do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll be back in a mo. Wrap up the show. Hey, it rhymes here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Uh, we're about to pack up our toys and head on home. Cricket on for me tonight, Sats. Can you do me a favour? Can you do me just one little favour? Mm-hmm. You have to start watching Billions. It's t- I'm too far behind. No, you're not. It's no, like, you no, no, no. Like six seasons or something. Uh, I don't know what season we're up to at the moment. I think yeah. it might be season seven. But I'm which telling is the final season. Yeah, it? and I'm up now. I'm up to episode twelve, okay. which I think is the last one, mate. Be honest with me, mm-hmm. okay? Not just to get me to watch it. Yeah, you watch Succession. Succession to me was like a eight and a half, nine out of ten. This is on par. This season better. Really, mate. Damien Lewis is an amazing actor. Yeah, he's a pom, hey. Yeah, is he? Yeah, he's a pom. Um, Paul Giamatti is yep. just brilliant. Those two are enemies. Mm. Yeah, I know. They're, they're both billionaires, obviously billions. Well, no, no. Paul Giamatti's like the 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 chief prosecutor in New York oh, or whatever. Oh, he's trying to bring him down, isn't Yes. He? But then there's all these other plots. There's another bad person. Mate, it is unbelievable. You've got – I was just – I was watching an episode this morning. Everyone – Satsy has got to get on this mm. because this last season of Billions is unbloody believable. Yep. It's better than Succession. Really? Is Succession wow. finished or is that coming back? No, it's finished. It's finished. No, but is it coming back next no. year? No, it's done. It's finished, Succession. It's final series. It can't be. Yeah. Okay, mate, you've got to watch Billions then. Paul Giamatti. He's a brilliant mate. I just said that to you before. I know. I oh, know. You said... He, he is unbelievable. Some of the roles he's played, like Cinderella Man, he was he was J- James Braddock, which is Russell Crowe's. He was his trainer, yeah. uh, his manager. Yeah. Um, Pig vomit in the Howard Stern. Movie. Howard Stern movie. Yeah. Hangover. He's in Hangover Park. Yeah, no, two. he's good. Great movie. Make sure Great you watch actor. it. I'm gonna. I've got to watch episode okay. twelve tonight. I, I, the listeners will chime in. Oh four five seven seven three six. You're an idiot if you don't watch really? it. It's on stand. That good is it? It's that good. Okay. Is that good? All right, got to go. Uh, who are we going for tonight? Kiwis, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, every day of the week. But we want them to win this one but lose Saturday when they take on the Aussies. Yes. Again. New South Africa. Oh, no, sorry, oh, we're playing England. We're playing league. England. No, sorry, cricket tonight. Yeah. It's New Zealand and South Africa. Yeah, we want New Zealand to win that. We want, But we want the New Zealand rugby team, rugby, rugby league team to lose on Saturday, don't yes. we? Yeah, so you know in on, Wellington, yeah. You know on Saturday, so we've got that game in the afternoon and then we get Australia versus England in the cricket. It's been great. Scheduling, hasn't it? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. All right. Enjoy the night, everyone. See ya. See you tomorrow.